Good evening, and welcome to No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where three nerdy paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web. My name is Joe, I'm the lead investigator. My name is Teresa, and I am the historian. And I am your tech wizard, Alex, the almighty. Uh Uh-uh, tech adept. Oh, no, I've upgraded since last week. We're okay, good. just uh, checking. Well, he only says that because we got new equipment. So. We did. So, guys, we would love to know uh, how, how we sound today. Um, yeah, we spent a lot of money and got some new equipment, and hopefully we uh, sound like real podcasters now. Or uh, halfway, anyway. Give us a rating, uh, better or worse than last week. We've got a mixer and three separate mics, and we're oddly yeah. sitting at all three ends of the table now, which feels yeah. super weird. We can't hold yeah. hands anymore. It's very strange. And all, well, we never did that, but <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, let us know what the quality sounds like on these new mics because we're curious about that because we're curious if this works or not because we were aware of the audio of mm-hmm, the previous mm-hmm. podcast. We're kind of low and all that and it sounded weird and we were all different voice angles. Yeah, so but, we're, uh, we're yeah, just let us know what you think. Today. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully better. So we do have a few announcements to make. For starters, I have been making friends in the Wadsworth area recently because we are getting ready to have something very cool going down there. For September 30th, which is National Ghost Hunting Day, um, we will be running a historical slash ghost tour uh, that will take place in downtown Wadsworth here in Ohio, where I grew up. Um, So I have been working hand in hand with a gentleman by the name of Mike Berg, who is an author in the area. He wrote a book all about uh, Wadsworth area homicides and deaths of suspicious nature between 1824 and 2020. Uh, He is super fabulous. This book is only for sale at The Bookshelf, which is a very cool small bookstore in Wadsworth located at 130 Main Street. Uh, You can pick it up there for $22. Or you can pick it up for $20 at the Wadsworth Area Historical Society, which is the Johnson House. Uh, And I have been in contact with a guy by the name of Roger Havens, who was ridiculously helpful and and super, super kind in helping me get this stuff uh, sort of planned out and how we're going to do like the stories and the history and things like that. So lots and lots of research coming on my end which as you guys know i absolutely love that shit no so it's cool and then um yeah and then i think we're gonna do um i i'm we're not a positive of the fee to join the the tour just yet we we are working that out it's either gonna be um i want to say it's probably gonna be like twenty dollars per person um, we're not going to charge a whole lot for kids. I don't think it's going to be $20 per adult. And this is going to be considered sort of like a donation because we're going to be giving profits over to the Wadsworth Area Historical Society to help keep my hometown a beautiful place. So we're really excited about this and we'll let you know more about it when it comes. There's lots more on the horizon too, but that's just sort of the immediate thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, who wants to start off this week? Half off for kids for human sacrifice. We, we exactly. all should know that. Notice also that Teresa will be giving the tour. Why Joe and I will be live broadcasting from somewhere. Live yeah. broadcasting, I believe, from Wadsworth Tavern, which is no. located down on the south end, just about a mile or so from the square. Uh, and our beautiful friend Summer, who owns the tavern, is has asked us to come and do that. So they will also be. Uh, probably giving a small interview, you know, Summer, how you doing? And blah, 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 blah. Uh, that you know. Q&A. Maybe we can get a hold of Mike Berg and have him down there, too. Yeah. I have actually already spoken to Mr. Berg. I mean, there's and, a bunch and of things we can do with a live we one. We are actually waiting, waiting for just a short while because 
uh, Mike has a brand new book that's going to get ready to release at the end of this month. Oh, hey, so, look at that. We can plug that for you. Yes. So after his book release, he's obviously going to be available to do some Q&A and some hey, how you doing? So uh, he has graciously agreed to come on the podcast and do a little Q&A, and I am going to pick his brain about all sorts of things. Why well, he so angry? Well, see, because he's got like this wealth of information about all sorts of stuff. The man has been a police officer for a very long time, several decades. Yeah, so you didn't mention that. You just mentioned his book. So we should also mention that he was like the sheriff for yeah. Wadsworth. Yeah. For Whitman, actually. County. For Whitman, actually. He was, he, was, he was in Whitman, yes. So he spent, uh, but he grew up in Wadsworth. He's a Wadsworth native, uh, which I think is super awesome because that means he knows all the stories kind of firsthand. But he was, he told me a couple of stories Mike's about... Mike's don't kick cough away. Oh, yeah, no. I'm <laughs> slowly dying. how he sort of, um, so he, at one point while he was, you know, sheriff down there in Redmond, he was allowing for um, a paranormal group to actually go down and investigate near the train tracks where there was a pretty horrific derailment many years back. Um, and unfortunately, he never heard from that paranormal group as to what their findings were. So if yeah. you guys are out there and you can hear us, we would love to know what you found. Seriously, like I know it's been a few years, but come on, come on. And that is, that is that is hold on. I just got to say this. That's like a little pet peeve of mine. I'm sorry. But if you are an, a paranormal investigator or a ghost hunter or anything, mm-hmm. tell people your findings. Even if you find nothing. Yeah, just if you find nothing, them. just say I found nothing. So especially if you do it the right way, right? And you right. go through the proper channel and you get, you know. Even when it's public property, when you get permission, yeah. not yeah. even permission, just let the letting the proper people know, yeah. hey, somebody's going to be here, so please don't come and please don't arrest, arrest us. Me. We're right. here for right. a you purpose. Know, yeah, this is what we're doing. And, like, and these guys did. They went. They went to the Ribbon PD and they said, hey, we're going to be down here. Is this okay? And and he says, yeah, yeah. sure, go ahead, do well, your thing. We've even done that on some of our investigations. Absolutely. Where we're like, hey, don't arrest us. Even yeah. though that's a cool story to add to it. Exactly. But the so, moral of the yeah. story is go through the proper channels of as paranormal, paranormal investigators. We understand the draw and we understand what happens when you're first starting your group, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we in no way, shape, or, con- uh, or no way, shape, or form condone trespassing. All right. Exactly. And no, in any shape and form. But I was actually talking about telling the people that you're doing the investigating right. for your findings on that. Well, right. Because I've heard a lot of groups just don't. I'm like, that's just so... Well, and that's the thing, right? Is if you go through the proper channels to get permission slash let somebody know you're there. um, If you're a ghost hunting group and you've been like, hey, I'm going to be here or hey, can I go here? Like, chances are if somebody says yes, they want to know what the fuck happened. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, I don't want to read... I don't want to read too much about Mike right now because I do want to have him on the show and whatnot. You should also note that despite the fact that you gave the title to one of his books, he's a three-time author, not just yes, one. Yes, he three actually books. has multiple books out there that Trace. are all based around the same, same basic stuff. Portillos. Portillos. I like uh, tacos. Yeah. Number three. So I'm just, just very quickly, Mike Berg is a Wadsworth native and a graduate of Wadsworth High School, class of 1972. Woo-woo. His 43-year law enforcement career uh, ranged from dispatcher to chief. She just did that. Mm-hmm. I did. And in 1992, he graduated from the 168th session of the FBI National Academy. Oh, wow. The last nine years of his career were as chief of the Ritman Police Department. So, 
The man definitely has an amazing career in law enforcement, and we thank you so very much for your service, everyone who's in law enforcement, military, you know, all that good stuff. We love you guys. You know, that's also like kind of a sad part because you just plugged his book, and you can only find it in Wadsworth. Well, that is so because all this the people book, on here are probably like, "Oh man, I'd really like to read that. That seems like interesting." But the, you know what? You can still go ahead and contact the bookshelf right, or the historical right. department and get a copy of the book. Even that or literally near yes. That or literally message us. We yeah, will message me. I'll go get you a copy and mail it to you. Whatever. So yeah. the reason that this book is only released in Wadsworth is because all the proceeds go to the Wadsworth Historic Society. One hundred percent. So yep. all proceeds from that book go to the Wadsworth Historic Society to upkeep buildings and the historic society itself and whatnot whatever they do with and, it and what an amazing thing you know i mean yeah. keep Wadsworth beautiful so keep, keep it yeah if it's it. something you're interested in uh worst case messages on facebook shoot us an email and we'll shoot you a copy they are twenty dollars but and thus far twenty dollars what twenty dollars a book yes a book thus yeah. far i have only read um three of the stories in the front of the book and holy shit there's some good stuff in here so this is this is going to be some really interesting. And I love the way that he writes. I, I love I, it's it's really I yes yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So either way, we have gotten we have gotten way some off stories, track. guys. No, we're not off track. This is how our conversations this go all the time. We've also gotten significantly off track. Uh, but if you haven't noticed, uh, one thing to pick up from all of this off trackedness, we're doing a lot. Is that uh, like with our group, it's either one hundred or zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never go thirty. We never go fifty. There's never yeah. just enough going on. Either we get, we always just get everything at one time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's literally how it happens. <laughs> so we'll be somewhere doing something, and we will let you know when we know. Oh, we are also getting ready to do two investigations actually tomorrow night in uh, the village of Lodi in Medina County. I mean, also two? though to be two. to be fair, that's not worth. Me- so by the time that you hear this podcast, it will be yesterday night when we have done these <laughs> investigations. But either way, we'll let you know if we found anything. And that's going to actually go to help with a uh, walking historical tour that's going to be in um, Lodi also on the 30th that is going to be uh, proceeds. Proceeds will go to help out the Lodi Harrisville Historical Society. Okay. So, um, yeah, as you can tell, I'm, I'm big on that stuff. Yeah, I couldn't tell at all. But, you know, timey-wimey, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. So. But, yeah, I think it's time to jump into the stories. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And that's our intro. (laughs) (laughs) You guys were both on key. That was hilarious. (laughs) So, yeah, we did Oklahoma. We didn't plan that. (laughs) I want to give a shout-out to my brother, John, who lives in Choctaw, Oklahoma. Yay. I want to say I don't fucking know anybody in Oklahoma mm, besides her brother John because I'm married to her. So well, I don't know. know John, but hello. But John's yeah, awesome. Nobody. You'd love him, actually. I know nobody in Oklahoma. Yeah, he's pretty fabulous. So yes, hi brother. I love you. I hope you're listening to my podcast. <laughs> Aggressive. Much? Aggressive. Okay. Much. So uh, yeah, let's start with our stories. Mine is about an entire town. What do you got this week, Joe? Uh, I have a state park. Ooh, and you? Uh, mine's kind of about a town, but it's a fake but real town. 
Well, since what? you didn't get to tell a story last week because we had a guest speaker, how's about you tell your story first this and week? And here's where Alex I says he's going to go last. See? Uh, I don't mind going second. I'm not prepared yet to go first. See how you are. Joe, you want to go first or you want me to? I'll go first. All All right. Somebody has to look up the stats to see what state's next. So Valid. Well, I mean, we have time for that. We, especially <laughs> if you go first. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll go first. Uh, and I'll just jump right into it. Located in Oklahoma's Panhandle region on, on U.S. Highway 270 in Beaver, Oklahoma. Beaver Dunes Park sits on what is lovingly referred to as No Man's Land or the Neutral Strip, which encompasses over 300 miles of Oklahoma's extreme northwestern region. Drenched in the paranormal, drenched in the paranormal, the dunes have been home to enough human disappearances, secret military excavations, and men in black sightings to earn the title of Oklahoma's Bermuda Triangle. It all began in the 1500s with the Spanish explorers, explorer Coronado. When, Coronado. when Coronado's men vanished mysteriously from the dunes in a blast of strange green light, he described the phenomenon in his diary as the work of the devil. That's not to say he wasn't forewarned, however. Native American guides who had aided him so far in, in his journey warned Coronado and his men not to wander into the dunes. <coughs> Excuse me. They said it was an evil place. Though Coronado's lust for the New World gold, gold spurned him on, it appears that the guides were not wrong. Uh, the shaman's portal title was coined by these various very natives, and the place has been suspected of a string of disappearances from that fateful expedition on this very day. Uh... As time went on, less and less of these disappearances have been verified, and none of the fact was proven to have any connection with the alleged portal. Though the combination of history and superstition here is enough to deter many from straying too far into it. Some locals report that they have encountered military excavation sites under the cover of darkness. Dr. Mark Thatcher, an Oklahoma State University archaeologist, spent three years in the 90s studying the area before suited, suited individuals with the military credentials shut his operation down. Which, if any of us know anything about the military, when they send the suits in, mm-hmm. you're done. Uh, so in the area, a portal to another dimension... No. Hold on. <coughs> Sorry. I wrote it, reading my notes and my brain went farther than my mouth did. <laughs> so is the area... A portal to another dimension, as the natives believe, or could there be some credibility to the electromagnetic disturbances recorded in the dunes? Some say that an ancient alien spacecraft is buried deep below, while others surmise that the explorers were merely incinerated by green lightning or fell victim to some heinous native native magic meant to protect the gold from the greedy Europeans who sought after it. Uh, Coronado didn't... What? I wouldn't blame them. Yeah. Coronado didn't heed the warnings, and whatever happened to his men, they were gone for good. Between sudden disappearances, hardened government suits, and scientifically unexplainable phenomena in the air and soil, this may be a trek you might want to miss out on. Uh, <laughs> Doubt? Yeah. Yeah, no, I jump right into it. They don't um, know me very well. And that's the end of my notes. But yeah, no, I, I when I originally read that story, what struck me is the Coronado tie Yeah, absolutely. That's because, mystery right So there. what year was that? Uh, isn't it, it didn't give a specific date, it just said 1500s. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. so yeah. 1500s. So, yeah. I mean, here's the thing about that, though. Um, it was the Wild West. Nobody's been there. Right. Right. 
<laughs> right. There's a million and one reasons you can go missing. <laughs> right. So, but I mean, like I said, because of how they found out how he, exp- what happened was they found Coronado's journal, like some odd amount of years afterwards. And that's how they found out he actually talked about it. And then they went and found a place and found out that the locals were like, oh, yeah, that happens all the time over there. Uh, so, so from what I am seeing here, I just happened to look it up because we weren't sure on the date. So it looks like he was a, a Coronado was a Spanish conquistador and yeah. an explorer, and he was in the Southwest United States between eighteen forty. I'm sorry, fifteen forty and fifteen forty two. Yeah. So between between fifteen forty and fifteen forty two is when this would have taken place. Right. So well. Maybe. Who knows? They may have not been recorded history. Well, it, so. I do know that he died in 1554. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, it was, that's, it was so definitely no before that. How you look at it, that was per, that was prior even the Great Migration West. Right, that right. was and pre-U.S. Here's, here's yeah. something to think about. It's an interesting theory. Coronado wasn't known as being a nice guy. Not at all. He was kind of a douche. How many times you've been in the desert or somewhere and you saw like the northern lights in the sky or mm-hmm. something like that with your general being a dick and you got a wide open space to just get away? Bye. How many of them just were like, nah, this dude's a jerk. I'm, I'm out. True. And then use that as a like, oh, th- this incinerated them. So yeah. it, 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 I'm not saying it's not true, but it's an interesting theory to look at as uh, it could have just been grief. a natural phenomenon. And they're like, hey. So what I will say is. Giving a generous read and playing the devil's advocate here, though, uh, in 95 times out of 100, I would totally and 100% agree with what you were saying. Um, however, however, <laughs> uh, what I will say is, though, and it depends on, like, so it depends on whether they left as a group yeah. or individually. Like, you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, you are seeing trees right. that you don't see where right. you're from. Yeah. So, like, so yeah. To, there's a there's a fear factor there. To right? add a little bit to that, uh, Beaver Dunes Park is actually a 520-acre park of literal sand dunes yeah. out in the okay, middle that, of Oklahoma. But is that fear any greater than the fear of any torture or things that Coronado might... I don't know. It's never been recorded that he tortured this man, but it's it's safe but to think he, if he was a douche. Yeah, he was a douche. Yeah. Well, that's... What I would say is that, to me, that would be totally dependent on whether or not they came across any native tribes. They did. Well, they had native people guiding them. So they could have come across that. There actually a ton and, of native tribes. They, they, get their, they gave a shit ton of grief to the Native Americans. Yeah. So, I mean, um, it, it, there's the a entire, ton of explanations going on. The entire Spanish movement <laughs> in, in the U.S. Uh, literally did nothing but, but basically torture and exploit Native Americans. But let's be honest. Native Americans tortured and exploited Native Americans. And this is where we get deeper. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, and this was just meant to spark curiosity and everything like that. But it, 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 who knows? The men in Coronado's army could have, in fact, befriended the native tribes. And just run off. And they're like, no, you need to get away from this jerk. They may have. We'll help you out. Just take off. We'll say you got incinerated by a weird green light. I'll give him some peyote. <laughs> weird green light. <laughs> like, I'll give him some peyote and call it a day. We'll be good. We'll be good. I agree. At some point, you know, the troops could have been with the natives and been like, right. you know what? Fuck this dude. <laughs> We're going to go hang out with you now. We're yeah. peacing. I don't really care about the gold. I just want to get away from him. <laughs> so, I will risk the skinwalkers. It's right, fine. Right, right, right. right. 
Uh, to this day, though, um, that park actually does offer um, dune buggy riding. Yeah, yeah over yeah. Uh, three hundred yeah, acres park, yeah. of the the Sand Hills uh, Fishing, Hiking, Trails Playground. It's all fun and games till your dune buggy disappears. Yeah, see, yeah, <laughs> into a hole. Oh yeah, they take my dune buggy. I paid too much money for that. No, no, now no. you're in the shadow, fell, bro, and now fuck. you're fucking with the Baba Yaga. Fuck <laughs> all that. Noise. Yeah, you and heard we it. Don't <laughs> fuck with the Baba Yaga. Right, right. So yeah, that's my story, and I like the debate. And it, it sparked it. off of it. So yeah, that's my story. So yeah. Yeah, you I know what? It. It's one of those things. So like, when we do states, it's it's fun, but it's weird also because yeah. we never really know where the conversation that's supposed oh, to no. be at the end is ever going to be. So, so it's fun that your whole your whole topic sparked a right. debate. Like, yeah. and, and you're you're right about that because one thing we've noticed, like, and I'm sure you guys have noticed too, we don't really have the discussion at the end of the podcast like we used to. It's sort of all over, and that's because it's like we're doing the states. We're not there, so we can't just coin that in because we've never experienced yeah. this stuff we're reading it so it's like alright what are we talking about right it's, so, it's, it's like, places yeah. versus topics right yeah. when I we have it. topics we're like okay we can kind of talk about this at the end right places we're like hey let's find the weirdest shit we can find <laughs> yeah yeah so speaking of the weirdest shit we can find um, I, I found some weird shit alright um, well tell us your weird shit do, do you want to go or you want me to go? I'll Look, take this it, one. You jumped right in there. So I'm going like, to I was, I was I all prepared to go second. And she was just like, speaking of. I like, wasn't I got sure this. which one you were going to do. So I'm I here just, just decided to talk. getting a gale out of it because I'm seeing you prepared to just steal the spotlight. And I'm watching Alex over there getting prepared just to talk. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> so anyway, yes, I'm going to go ahead and go fuck it. We um, all love each other. Don't, oh yeah. don't let this fool you. Yes. No. So we are, um, I am I am taking you to uh, an area of northeastern Oklahoma called Pisher, Oklahoma. Uh, Pisher is a town that has been around, you know, for a long fucking time. But anyway, uh, back in the day, the Tri-State District was uh, a very historic lead and zinc mining district. It was uh, part of southwest Missouri, southeast Kansas, and northeast Oklahoma. Excuse me. What? Teacher? What were the three states? You said the tri-state area. What were the three states? Were you not listening to the sentence that just came out of my mouth? What was it? It was... District in southwest Missouri, southeast Kansas, and northeast Oklahoma. She's my wife, folks. I don't listen to her very much. Yeah. Uh, production of this... Must be begin- a day in why. <laughs> Began in the 1850s and 1860s. Um, one of the mines uh, literally was like right in the city of Pitcher. Um, and that mine did eventually close in 1967 um, because of a lot of things which I'll tell you about. But anyway, so this was one of the most amazing mining situations ever. I mean, these guys cleared uh, usually between 70 and 80 billion dollars a year and we're talking back in the 1850s and 60s that's a lot of money that's ridiculous amounts of money uh these guys were so rich it was just stupid um now they were digging like i said lead and zinc out of these mines which led to you know a whole lot of mining waste um that that they call it was there was 70 million tons of mine tailings which is literally like the mine waste they call it chat and there were 36 million tons of mill sand and just sludge from how like you know the mines were always pumping out water and whatnot um over 14,000 mines in that district in total uh while it was at its peak 
Um, with that said, there were mining disasters. There were lots oh, of mining yeah. disasters. Kind you're, of hand you're, in hand. Exactly. Super big explosions, nasty cave-ins, giant massive slabs of rock uh, crumpling people, and unfortunately people who not, were not just miners, but you know people who lived in the area as well. Um, there were hundreds, hundreds of deaths um, in the city throughout the time. Because like, okay, so the chat from this mine, the, the, the sludge, it's actually toxic. It's super, super toxic. Very, very high levels of zinc, very, very high levels of even things like arsenic came out of the ground as a result of this mining. Bad so juju. Exactly. So people were getting cancer. Uh, over 34% of the kids in the area um, had um, almost fatal levels of lead poisoning because oh, wow. they played on these dunes, you know, with their bikes and stuff, yeah. not realizing that this stuff was incredibly toxic. So, of course, there was... danger. Exactly. <laughs> then you know, the building's on fire and you're sitting in the middle like, I'm fine, I'm fine. So, there were, there were a lot. Some of the ones that I was looking at, though, is uh, there was a miner by the name of Tom Watts. This guy was 35 years old. He took a 30-foot head dive down a mining shaft Ouch. trying to... He was trying to pull up one of the, like, pumps that would pump out the water. Um, another miner... Um, 26 years old. His name was Luther Douglas. Um, he took a fall down a mine shaft 316 feet. Oh, that's Obviously, bad. he didn't make it. <laughs> um, I feel like that's where you just go ahead first and hope you don't make it. Because it's going to hurt a lot if you do. Exactly. You hope that it's feather fall. Instant. Yeah, no feather fall on that one. Um, <laughs> we're nerds, folks. <laughs> uh, and, but then there were there were normal stuff too, normal deaths. So, for example, uh, five-year-old Claude Jones, he had actually sw- swam out in a mill pond and drowned. Yeah. Um, Leslie White, a 19-year-old boy, uh, was out in one of the mill ponds untangling fishing line, and he suffered from some sort of a heart ailment that was actually brought on by zinc poisoning. Mm. And he ended up drowning from that. I thought you said normal. I feel like zinc poisoning <laughs> leading to drowning is not normal. Okay, so maybe that one wasn't normal. Here's one. Charles Fenton was shot and killed by his 12-year-old son. No. So his son was at the neighbors playing. And apparently during that time, they just, I don't know, had personal protection weapons at 12? I don't, I don't know. Because the kid was coming home. And dad decides that he's going to be like, oh, look, there's the boy. I'm going to jump out and scare him. Well, he jumped out and scared him, <laughs> and the boy shot him in the chest, and he died. Whoops. So. Listen, folks. Yeah. There's two things we don't fuck with. The Baba Yaga, and we don't scare old people. Like, that's just not what no, we no, do. No, 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 no. The old person was scaring his 12-year-old son, and the 12-year-old yeah. boy Yeah, I mean, other him. way around. Like, yeah. Stupid yeah. people win stupid prizes, right? Yes, because we're old. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. The logic goes away at 50. Yeah. So with better yeah. mics, I bet you all just heard me sneeze in Technicolor. That was fabulous. <laughs> tight. Anyway. Still trying to figure out who names her kid Claude. I mean, this was a long time ago. Sorry, that took away. Go ahead. <laughs> Hundreds of deaths of children over the years um, from what they would consider sudden illness. Um just extreme levels of toxicity poisoning. The water was highly toxic. Um, mountains of this this heavy chat piles were incredibly toxic. And some of these friggin' piles were like over 100 feet tall. I mean, yeah. just, just massive ridiculousness. 
Um, and like I said, kids just kind of played on these and didn't know how dangerous it was. Um, over 43% of the population uh, ended up developing some sort of cancer. Um, and, and oh, then, yeah, from the materials? Yeah, exactly. And then you still had all of the normal deaths, people, you know, who, who had, you know, opting out situations and older people passing away and, you know, car accidents. And there was, there was, there was lots, of, lots of bad shit. So this town, in general, has just seen a lot of ugly. Hmm. One and, day we're going to have to sit down and discuss what a normal death versus a not normal death is. Okay. <laughs> and so... That could be our next podcast. Right. The government, finally, finally, the EPA and the government decided, this shit's too dangerous. We're going to shut this town down. We're going to shut course, the mines yeah. down. Like, we're done with this. You know, people are dying. People are spreading cancers all over this city and the entire tri-state area. Uh, it, it's just bad. So we're going to shut all this shit down. So they did, and they, they ordered a mandatory evacuation. Unfortunately, not everybody decided to leave, but the vast majority of the population did leave. Um, so, you know, they're working on cleanup efforts with the EPA and things like that. And then comes May 10th of 2008, where Pitcher was struck head on with an EF4 tornado. Uh, took out over 150 buildings. Um, many, 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 many people were injured. Over 150 people were injured. Six people are reported to have passed. Um, and then, you know, it, yeah, the tornado yeah. continued eastward, passing on to like Peoria over, over Interstate 44 into Missouri. Um, horrible, horrible. EF4 is, is bad, 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 yeah. bad. So this town has just seen, seen its fair share of, of fuckery. And as far as the hauntings go, um, these days you're not allowed in the town. It is completely closed down. It is owned by the federal government. You cannot go there. There are signs everywhere. However, one of the main thoroughfares that passes right through that portion of Oklahoma goes literally right through the center of Pitcher. And so you still can be in the town without, you know, getting out of your car and and wandering around. Drive through. And keep in mind that it's still incredibly toxic, so if you decide to peek around, do so at your own risk. Yeah. Um, Just don't do it. Let's be honest. Like, we, we promote safety around here as yeah. much as we do dumb things when we go thunt. Zinc poisoning, lead poisoning, arsenic poisoning, cancer. These are not things you want, so please just don't go. I don't know what you saw. I'll never do anything stupid. We chase things. dumb things. We don't roll around <laughs> in asbestos, right? right? Exactly. But from this town's very, very tragic history... You can hear crazy explosions. You that hmm. you know nothing's exploding, but you hear these mine explosions. You right. you see um, apparitions heading in and out of various mine shafts that have been sealed off for years and years. Uh, you can hear kids playing. You can hear uh, someone screaming uh, that they believe is Leslie White from one of the mill ponds. Uh, you can see. Um, just various apparitions sort of all, all over the place. There's there's men, women, and children that have just been seen all over, all over this place, in and out of all the buildings, in and out of every place you can think of. This place is just scary and spooky and haunted, and the memories of the past are just still there, and they don't go away because it was just so incredibly bad. So, yeah, yeah, very, very, very haunted ghost town. 
Yeah, and I kind of also want to bring up the point, like, since all the raw material was there mm-hmm. and, you know, it's all poisonous, how much of that actually affected the mindset of people in the town? Probably quite a bit, you would think. It would be probably a very sort of yeah. depressed area. Well, not only that, but hallucin- hallucinations. Oh, absolutely. Right, so this Think is where we that. go into another discussion, right? Crazy people, Because yeah. we can equate things like that, things like toxins and poisons. Yeah. Uh, we can... We can equate that to something even as simple as an EMF field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. and there were metals, literal metals, being mined out of there. So the EMF would have been ridiculously high and still to this exactly. day is ridiculously high. And that, that doesn't include the toxicity of what exactly. metals were mined there. And exactly. things like lead and zinc can cause lead and zinc poisoning, which actually cause severe neurological damage, which can lead to uh, visions, hallucinations, voices, right. things like that. Right. right. So... And that's the thing is high EMF by itself will lead to both visual and auditory hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and that's not to take away from the experiences that people had in the town or what happened in the town. But what we were discovering doing these stories, we're mm-hmm. noticing that a lot of the stuff back in the day, like in the Wild West, when something would happen like that, they had no explanation. So, of course, it was the work of the devil. Exactly. It was, oh, this is some they demonic stuff. But it's just, just like, things. yes, there might have been that aspect of it there. But some of it was just completely natural stuff that we had no clue what the hell that was. Science that just hadn't been studied yet. Exactly. So, But um, with that said, though, I mean, so you have uh, subsurface uh, mine shafts. You've got the health effects from the chat piles. You've got uh, severe groundwater contamination um, and, and heavy metal poisoning from various different toxic metal contaminations with the chat piles and things like that. And also do not forget that this place went through decades, decades of completely unrestricted subsurface excavation. So this entire town is at top-notch level risk of cave-in at literally any moment. I feel like also anytime that you do things like that with the subsurface excavation, even if it's just for testing purposes, all you're doing is mixing those chemicals back into the air. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you're you're not giving them a chance to settle and be buried over time. Right, exactly. like you're just stirring it up, stirring a pot, pretty much. But that's another reason oil, why oil, you should absolutely one hundred percent not visit Pitcher because um, the the undermining was was literally under the entire city. So I mean, yeah. you've got an entire city built on maybe just a few feet of dirt. And everything underneath it is just open caverns and caves and 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 shafts and just don't because you really do not want to fall into a giant mining shaft with a building on top of your head. Well, it's like remember where we lived in Tennessee in Clinton. Um, I went a little bit further up our road to help our landlord out with something. Yeah, and he was reminding me that some of his properties were uh, falling into old mine shafts mm-hmm. because yeah. we. We were not far from... What was the little town? I don't remember. Are you, You're talking about... Um, uh, the one with the unicorn. The, uh, Lake City. Lake City. Which, yeah. which what? wasn't always Lake City. It's a restaurant called it, the Unicorn. It's a, oh, okay. It's a burger and hot dog. dog, dog like hot an dog. actual unicorn. I'm like, why have I not heard this? No, it's <laughs> a burger and hot dog joint. And it is... Fabulous. fabulous. If you're ever in Lake City, Tennessee, stop at the Unicorn, get yourself a burger and a hot dog. It is really, really, really phenomenal. 
Um, it makes you want a hot dog real bad. Uh, but it was a very famous coal mining town. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. were in Clinton, which was between that and Oak Ridge, which is also the nuclear testing facility. And I mean, so, I, could, I could get into that, you. too. Lake City didn't used to be called Lake City. It used to be because it was, it was, there's, there's, there's a lot of history. I'm not going to go into it right now because we're working on Oklahoma. Because we're talking about Oklahoma. So why don't you go ahead with your story? And uh, hold on, before you start, I have absolutely. to say something because go I just it. realized something and I want to apologize to anybody that's listening to this. Hopefully we can edit it out. But I just noticed that I've been close to the mic this entire time and I'm a heavy breather. So if you hear someone breathing on a mic, it's me. I didn't mean to do it. I just noticed it myself. <laughs> so go ahead and start, man. Listen, to be fair, uh, if you're talking during the same time or somebody else is talking... Um, so all three channels out. meld into one channel, so I cannot lower your right, breathing exactly. and her time. Exactly. <laughs> so that happens. I apologize, guys. It's fine. So here's Mouth Joe breather. breathing at you. <laughs> uh, ASMR. Uh, so yeah, uh, what I will do is I will go ahead and uh, talk about Snake River Junction. Sounds fun. In Bray, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And ironically, there was a little bead of me. It was like, ooh, I was thinking about Bray Wyatt when I... Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, we R.I.P. that one. Mm-hmm. We love you, brother. Um, so, uh, Snake River Junction is a small Old West town uh, that was created. Uh, it was created by Orville Robinson to... Help educate the public on what life was like living in the late 1800s. Um, nowadays, at various times of the year, Snake River will hold events with live music, food, gunfighting shows, which is cool, and uh, blacksmithing demonstrations. So it's kind of like a uh, Wild West medieval fair, really, which is super cool to me that would actually be really cool yeah I that would be dope that. i want to go yeah. see some gunfighting shows yeah. i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah. i like jousting i like gunfighting i don't know what else you want <laughs> um, oh i'm so sorry one thing i forgot to mention super quick is they actually for some reason even though the town is not inhabitable the the old residents still hold a christmas parade there every single year every year it's all fun and games till claude shoots his daddy <laughs> so, yeah. To be fair, yeah. yeah. At least it wasn't a boy named Sue. So, uh, as far as Snake River Junction, the town also served as a movie set for many films, uh, many like Wild West films, uh, including the movie. Uh, there's a movie called The Pale Door. Um, I think I've heard of that. It's about to, it's a western about a it's a western slash horror movie. It's a B flick. Yeah, I've seen it. I've but it for low budget movies. respect. We all watch. B- I think we're all big fans of B flicks. Like oh, yeah. we, oh, yeah. sometimes I like to watch movies just to see how bad they are. <laughs> I'm not saying this one's bad. I have not seen it. All right. Yeah. But sometimes I watch them just to see how bad they are. Right. <laughs> uh, but this one's about uh, a botched tr- mid or a botched western train robbery where. Uh, train robbers go up against a witch's coven. So what? Yeah, yeah okay, that's, that's not the one I've seen. No, it's called oh, the pale. It's called the pale door. We will watch it. Oh yeah. Probably after we finish recording yeah, let's this, do that. just because. <laughs> Looking up on Prime right now. Um. So, uh, although most of the buildings in this town are recreations, there is one that is not. 
the one that is not is kind of a famous building. Uh, it is called the Blue Goose Saloon, mm-hmm. uh, which was built in 1869, two miles west of Rush Springs on the Oklahoma and Indian Territory Line. Yes, I said Indian Territory Line, uh, not another state. Like that was back when Oklahoma was its own thing, and exactly. that's as far west as you went. Um, it seemingly disappeared, uh, the, tab- the saloon, Blue Goose Saloon, seemingly disappeared around 1903 and was not found again until 2001 inside the town of Rush Springs. Uh, it was then moved to Snake River Junction in Bray, Oklahoma. Yes, you heard that right. It was moved. They picked up the building. So they moved it. This is not actually. Yeah. They do this quite a bit, especially in, with historic in, places. In older times, they did not just rebuild. They literally slapped it on wheels and moved it across the country. Uh, during its time, however, on the uh, Chisholm Trail. Uh, numerous outlaws on the run from the law had stopped in the Blue Goose for a drink. Uh, among those were Jesse James, we all know him, uh, Bell Star, and the Dalton Gang, to name a few. Uh, all of these people at one point or another had stopped in and rented a room at the Blue Goose Saloon. Um, I dig that name. Right. Uh, there is actually even a documented case of a fatal shooting between an outlaw and a U.S. marshal. Uh, the bullet holes can still be seen to this day. Uh, they are encased in a glass window, and it is believed that the marshal still haunts the saloon. Hmm. Um, Poor guy. Strange and paranormal activity is not just bound to the Blue Goose Saloon. Um, balls of light have been floating around the streets. Footsteps have been heard walking up and down the empty boardwalks. And sightings of a strange creature-like being stalking the streets of Snake River Junction have been reported. What the fuck kind of beast? A beast. A beast. Just a regular one? A beast. can't fucking talk. Uh, <laughs> a regular and beast. newsflash, that's a hint. Of what's to come next week. <gasps> anyway, carry I'm on. Lost. Carry on. A beast, and we're in Bray, Oklahoma. Beast of Bray Road State. Uh huh. Keep going. We're we're talking about Oklahoma Did right now. Did I just put two and two together? Uh, no, actually, that's wrong. Oh, that yeah. would have been really cool, though. <laughs> it's not All Wisconsin. Right. We're good. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so how you doing, guys? Yeah, no. <laughs> we still love you, Oklahoma. Even right. though my wife is. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited about the Beast of Bray Road. Excited. Downright <laughs> euphoric. <laughs> right? I really want to know what this beast is, though. We need to do some more research on this. If anybody uh, in that area knows anything about it, I want to know. <laughs> I love it. Call it out. Um, so, no, I mean, that's basically the end of the story. Uh, just some advisories out there. The uh, location is private property. Uh, that says they do have events, like I said, that are open to the public. And um, the site can be visited by individuals on appointment. So like, oh, you can okay. call, well, let them know cool. you're coming. I don't know if they necessarily do quote-unquote ghost hunts. Right. But if you let them know ahead of time, there's a good chance that they might let you in and they might let you very investigate. Well might. So it is currently owned by the Oklahoma Film and Music Office uh, in Bray, Oklahoma. And um, there is even a phone number on the website um, that you can, you can call them and schedule and uh, have fun. Yeah. That's it. Look I'm, at my wife fact checking over there. That's what I do. 
Oh, you both fact check like you're working for Facebook. Did you fact check yourself? Nope. <laughs> All my facts are wrong. All right. I need Joe, to, you know what we're doing next week, right? Fact check a me? laptop because I feel out of place right now. Because <laughs> you're the only one in the room with that one? Right. I got my phone. That's what I do. My Yours has got to be in your... Beforehand. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just go yeah. get yours. It'll be fine. Yeah. No, I, I make enough money now I can buy another laptop. So. <laughs> Either way. So uh, those are our Oklahoma stories. And I had a good time looking up Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is originally I was going to do the uh, Boys Masonic <laughs> Home in Guthrie, Oklahoma, because originally there was stories that I read about this cruel headmistress that literally, like, as far as punishment for some of these boys, supposedly beat them to death. Uh, that wouldn't actually surprise me And at buried all. them in the basement of no. this place. Wow. But then what happened she was the like plumbing backed up. Oh, no. And she, the plumbing backed up. <laughs> Sorry, and she that. knew that right. they would be found out because the plumbers would have to go to the basement and to yeah. fix it. Right. Oh and apparently she got caught while she was digging. Look, what I will tell you and the reason that I didn't do that story is because uh, there are mixed reports of that story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like some of it say, like, yeah, this is... T- totally it it true, seems yeah. like a super urban legend to me. It seems like a crybaby bridge of Ohio, but Understood. every uh, state has a actually, crybaby bridge. Weird that you say that because looking up the stories, I actually found a crybaby bridge in Oklahoma. I did see one of those <laughs> too. <laughs> and I'm like, they're literally That's everywhere. Weird. Listen, you so, look, right. you look up, you Google the term f- like lore or legend mm-hmm. and any state name. And I promise you, you'll probably find a crybaby bridge in this state. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all over the place because people are horrible people. Exactly. But, uh, people are horrible people. Yeah, that sounds uh, great. But uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma, um, I originally was going to do a story about the Stone Lion Inn, which is also in Guthrie, Oklahoma. And there are actually like 800 million stories in that city. It pretty much seems to me like that may be the most combined haunted city I've ever heard of. Hmm. Yeah. I was going to, but Ghost Adventures went there. And, and I decided not to. That's exactly I decided why I wasn't I going to. That's funny. For my own personal reasons. We love you, Zach Baggins. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Shit, I went there. All right. Listen, to each their own, to whoever you follow, it's fine. Uh, we're just not crazy about super publicized stuff that This much. is about fun. No. This is about research. This is about learning about the paranormal. I, I'm going to put it this way. It's not about money. A lot of people try to make just a hobby a job. We are not trying to do that. This is our hobby. We enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. The moment you make it a job, you no longer enjoy doing what you're doing. I actually have always enjoyed calling it a professional hobby. Which means I pay more to do it exactly. than I get paid doing it, for sure. Still a hobby. <laughs> you still have to have a whole heap of professionalism, and you still have to be very business-oriented, and, and you, you still have to have you know your customer service voice, quote-unquote, and you do spend a whole lot of money on it um, without return. Aside the, For me, the return is knowing that I've helped people who have been in scary situations with hauntings. Absolutely. And knowing that I, I personally believe that I have learned quite a bit about the afterlife and and that to me is well worth it then i just well, love history we as you theorize know, so. about the afterlife <laughs> we um, do we don't actually know about you're the absolutely correct we theorize. You're, you're right i, I misspoke that yeah. So, so yeah you yeah. know what let's let's go around the table so um i'll say mine and then i'll ask uh what is what is your pay so my payback in all of this uh as far as what i get paid is um <laughs> Ghost hunting is like a giant field trip for me. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I super enjoy meeting the people that we meet yeah. uh, when we go to some of these places, even when we pay to go to some of these places. I get historic tours, and I get to hang out in a cool, creepy building with some history all night long, and that's a blast to me. Like, that's kind of repayment in itself. Agreed. All you psychiatrists out there, let me know what you think of that. There may be something <laughs> wrong with us. I'm not sure, but you know. No, no and for me, it's the same thing. It's it, Mostly for me, is. It's an escape from my reality because I get busy with work. I do a lot of there. Work takes up a lot of my time. So mm-hmm. in order to get out of that, the hobbies I have taken up, D&D, ghost hunting, doing all that, it's an escape from that reality to where I don't have to worry about that and I can just relax for a bit. And this is a hobby that I enjoy doing because of that. Mm-hmm. So the, I, I'm, not, I'm not really a person that goes into looking at doing something for a payback out of it, but I guess if I had to choose it, that's my payback. It's like I get to hang out with my friends. I get to play games. I get to go to a spooky building, mm-hmm. learn some history, maybe find something there that's not, maybe expand my mental process on how mm-hmm. to actually do things. Yeah. That's that's my kind of payback with it. That's literally exactly where I'm at. Um, you you both really kind of kind of put in things that fit into mine. So, sure. yeah, it, <laughs> it definitely has a whole lot to do with being able to be in a, a literal standing living piece of history and learning about it and and letting the lives of those people um, sort of in and learning about them and, and, you know, feeling like you're, I don't know, almost adding to that little bit of history while you're right. delving into it, learning about it. And, and you can sort of even take yourself back into that history, at least while you're there, to, to sort of try to interact with them and understand the life that they led and understand the situations that they were in. And and it's just it's just fun. It's beautiful, beautiful history. And I'll add another thing onto it, and this is kind of a sidebar of it. Um, we're pretty much all introverted extroverts here. Mm-hmm, Absolutely. When, I was going to say that, too. When we go out and do something like that, don't get me wrong, we've met a thousand one great people doing this. Mm. But you meet those oddballs every now and again. Every now and again. That you're like, ah, that person's a little bit too weird for me to hang out with them. But meeting them, they are... Oddly, in both of my hobbies, that happens. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But meeting those people is kind of like, oh, you're a little bit weird. But in a weird way, you appreciate them for who they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're like, yeah, you're a little bit weird, but I kind of dig you. We love love everybody for that. You cool as shit, but you're weird. (laughs) But I mean, that's us too. We probably come off that way to everybody. Absolutely, fly your feet, fly your freak flag. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, it's hard to say. I tried to say it three Every, years ago. Yeah. Fly didn't your freak flag. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So, like, that's my introverted and my extroverted side, right? right. Um, my extroverted side is I play D and D with my friends. That's my nerd side. All right. I don't even know if that's extrovert because we're all so tight that it's well, it's ex- <laughs> it's extroverted because the ghost hunting is my introverted side. Because you know what. It I is, go a whole ass night true. with peace and quiet. It's just me in a quiet fucking building. I I do actually kind of agree with that. As I go a little bit introvert when I when I and go Joe, you can well. giggle about me and my. I'm not giggling about that. I'll <laughs> say it off, Mike. Oh fuck it, fuck it. But no, I agree. I get into a building and I've got my tape recorder in my hand and I'm I'm thinking about the situation and the history and the people that are that accompany the stories and and I do very much sort of sort of fold in on myself and and you know just pay attention to what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and the right. things that are coming in from around me 
So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's really just breathing the life of the building. It and really also, is. Agreed. I like that. I like the way you said that. Just experiencing it. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Like, half the time when I'm doing it, like, I'm enjoying the experience I'm having because it's something you don't normally see a lot, something you mm-hmm. don't normally do a lot. Like, And I really do want to know about it. Yeah. And on that token, what I can say is there was a day and age in paranormal investigation where it was like, you know, you always take two people with you so that somebody can back up your claims. Absolutely. But, you know, if I take Joe with me and Joe's there to back up my claims, but I don't have any evidence to prove my claims, I can just say, hey, I felt this. And Joe says, hey, I also felt that. He felt the same thing. It's it's still just two people saying something. Mm-hmm. What I like... There's what, still no at evidence. the same time. Sometimes we don't feel the same thing, so we're like, "What? What? What were you? Like, what, what happened? How did I miss that?" <laughs> but what I'm really getting at is nowadays, with all of the equipment that we have, yeah, like I have never, in my entire investigation career, been afraid to just wander off by myself. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was looked down upon. As to now, it's like, "Hey, well, let's do our own solo parts because we've got." Three fucking tape recorders and two fucking video cameras that are on you. So like, if something Agreed. happens, we're gonna we catch it anyway. Like you're you're okay. We see you. We hear you. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of it too back in the day, I think, had to do with safety, because you know, as as younger folks, we were investigating places that weren't necessarily safe. We were wandering through cemeteries and and forests late at night. You could have very well, you know, gotten lost or fallen and gotten hurt. I mean, that's fair. It depends on the location itself. Yeah, a lot of it, I think, has to do with safety more than anything. And that's when you have to look at where you're at, too. Exactly. Because the one investigation we did where they were actually tearing the house down, like, the next week. Exactly. I I didn't want anybody going by themselves just for that. I literally walked across the kitchen floor. And 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 I'm a a big kid. I'm not a small child. Huggies. Huggies, exactly. And um, the the some of those floors and even the stairs going up to the yeah. second, I was like, oh, God, am I going to end up in the basement? Look, I'm slightly not as big of a kid, but slightly. I can tell you that upstairs, six foot and, you know, I can tell you that upstairs by myself, I like stepped and thankfully I stepped gingerly yeah. Yeah. because I felt where the roof panel would have just it's fell in to give. Yeah. Absolutely. Before I put my weight on it and just fell in. And you I know what? But. Butt clinch at that point in exactly. time. Exactly, so, yeah. but you know what? If you're up in that building and you're by yourself, and yeah. you know you accidentally go through a freaking floorboard, yeah. like you're screwed, man. Like you're you're potentially very very hurt, and there's nobody there to help you. But yeah, no, and that's exactly that's. I mean, that's kind of how I always played it, especially when like when we go out in the woods and all that. And oh doing, yeah, oh yeah. Like there's too many other variables out there for one person to go by themselves. Very, now I give credit to people who do it because they got some yeah, gust to them. Super gust. But still, at the same time, it's like it, it's too much variables, too much. It is something that can happen. D and D mentality yeah. on that one. Don't split the party. Yeah, well, we I mean, to me, it's yep. a very much like know your surroundings. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like. If you are in one of these buildings that you've paid for and you've, you're going on this investigation. Oh, yeah, they've made sure and, it's safe. And it's a closed-off yeah. building that's not open to the public. That you, you know, there's Every one of these buildings has places where you can go outside and have right. a cigarette right. or take a break mm-hmm. or do this or that. And you, if you, and, you and you know that there's no people walking up and down the street. So there's, yeah. there's no concern about... And there is actually that factor, too. There are actually plenty of places that we have been in the past where... There are potentially people squatting in buildings, 
and you don't know what they are capable of if no, you exactly. accidentally yeah, stumble that's, upon them. That's a lot, especially if you're in inner city doing it. Yeah, please be careful. Yes, right. It is. And also, sidebar, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I did look up that movie, The Pale Room. You can rent it for three ninety nine on Amazon. Nice, <laughs> fantastic. So there you go, guys. Watch but, yourself a bleak bee flick for uh, the bargain no, price of three ninety nine. And that was the point that I was getting at. Just know your surroundings. Exactly. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. if you feel like you're safe, you're probably fine. But if you're in one of those places if where you have you know, a there's no security, and here's what I'll tell you, I don't know that I've ever paid for an investigation and they didn't have their own security cameras up. Yeah, exactly. Most of the buildings I've been into, they, I've seen cameras up there. Do they work? I don't know, probably. But I've always seen cameras in that place. But mm-hmm. I always give it what I call the eh factor. If I go into a place and it's like, eh, I'm not going in there alone. Right? <laughs> so, Pay attention to your gut. Your body knows. Exactly. Also, you know what? I mean, as far as any type of ghost hunting goes, what I will say is push yourself to the limit, but not past it. Yes. Exactly. So important. And I feel like that's the same with pretty much everything. I, I would just say, you know, test your boundaries, but like don't go farther than you're mm-hmm. comfortable going. Mm-hmm. Man, I was a rebellious kid. I'm always testing my boundaries. Right. About. Right. <laughs> I feel it. I Listen. Feel it. Right. I'm a Gen I, Xer, I, and I got beat by boomers on a daily basis because I, I had bad ideas. I fear the flip-flop, all right? <laughs> fear the flip-flop. I like that. You got so, a flip-flop. I got a belt. <laughs> that. RC race car track. <laughs> I think is is a great lesson for Whatever folks. Whatever was there. Cars, especially talking about places like, like the town uh, that I was discussing. You know, this place has been seriously undermined for decades and decades, so it's, a, it's incredibly important that you... Um, pay attention to where you're at and don't be in an unsafe space. Um, and and if, if somebody posts signs saying keep out, then keep the fuck out. Some of it's just not worth it. There's there's a reason why they don't yeah. want you there, whether it be toxic sludge or, you know, there's a reason. Don't go. Which, sidebar hilarious note, when Teresa was reading her story earlier, off camera or off mic, of course, she said toxic, and for some reason my mind went toxic masculinity. I have no idea why. Right. I'm like, that's a I have something? system of a down stuck in my head right now. Toxicity. She said toxicity, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Hell yeah. The toxicity. No, actually, my brain was thinking, oh, so I wonder if that's what they were talking about in this I have song. a phone number from Willoughby that is, like, incessantly attempting to call me right now. And you... Okay. Answer it. Fuck it. Just right here just, on... Just right here on the no, podcast. No. Like, hey, probably no. not. Like, who I think it would be you? funny, but it might not. I don't I don't know. No. Yeah, anyway. I, don't, I don't know who it is, but the point to the story is that they, they've they tried to call me like five times now. Maybe so. you should answer it. Maybe it's kind of important. Maybe you should just kind of step uh, out of the room for a second and take that call. Well, you know yeah. what? I'll. They left a message. I'll either call back or I'll figure it out. But for now... All I'm saying is that's a lot of calls for that is a lot something of calls that's not important. For, for you would think that it would have to be important at that right, point. So then let's wrap it up kind of quick so we can get... Bill collectors stop after one. Exactly. And we're <laughs> well, sometimes at, they go to. We're, we're at almost ball. 8.30 now, so it's definitely not a bill collector. Um, but what's our next city? Yeah. Okay. So. So it's not the Beast of Bray Road. Our next date, no, you is not... You have to admit, though, that was a creative The guess. Beast of it Bray was. Road. But that would be cool. Um... Oh, man. Being from Ohio, I kind of don't want to know our next state. Uh-oh. Is it Pittsburgh? Is it fucking Michigan? Pennsylvania? I mean, we probably shouldn't say fucking Michigan, right? Because they well, are our all, next... first of all, we don't say Michigan. First of, first of all, <laughs> they are our next state, but 
like it's fucking <laughs> you know i'm an ohio state football fan I oh age i uh, like yeah there's very yeah, few. i don't think that we're allowed allowed to love michigan sports teams um but um michigan by the lake hell yeah baby Hey, listen, also what I will tell you is thank you, Detroit, for uh, winning me 20 bucks uh, and beating right. Kansas City on Thursday. Right. Uh, we love you. I mean, I also want to say... The Lions are great. The Wolverines can eat it. Detroit Never mind. for Hold being on. the car Hold manufacturer on. of the world, so, my love So cars. is Michigan our next state? <laughs> I got confused Yes, all to that. answer your question, <laughs> Michigan. Michigan is our next state. Michigan, our beautiful neighbors to the slight west. Um, awesome. More north. I said slight west. That's... And, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're straight north of Toledo, but that's fine. Forgot that's okay. geography. <laughs> that's okay. Michigan. But, all right, Michigan. Cool. Awesome. I, I'm pretty sure we'll find a lot of stuff up there because oh. I went to camp up in Michigan. I mean, there's a million a and one things, right? Like, there's yeah, the Michigan oh, Dog Man. There's oh, the Upper yeah. Peninsula. Like, oh, Michigan Dog Man. That's actually a really, really, really good one. Which is hilarious because this was like a Christian camp, which I hated. But it was snow camp, so it was different. Sure. But, no, dude, some of the stuff I saw out there as a kid, and they're telling me, no, that's not what it is, but I'm seeing it. And you're looking right at it, and you're like, <laughs> Actually, yes, that, that's it. If I'm being honest, it's a tie. With who? Between. It's a three-way tie right now. Oh, that's a little too ooh, much. Ooh, I was gonna I, yeah, s- Go ahead. What is it? I was going to say if it was a two-way tie. Are, are, are we looking at maybe doing like a role-playing resolution of our three-way tie? No. But say what it is first, and I'll tell you mine. All right, so we have a three-way tie between the following three states. I'm sorry, I just didn't look down further. I just went to the next one that it listed, uh, but they're all the same number. Uh, we are sitting between Michigan, Mississippi, Ooh. and North Dakota. Oh, okay. all good ones. All um, good ones. What I was saying is, since it's a three-way tie, why don't we all do all three do different stories from each state. You do one, she does one, I do the other. That 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 makes me feel like we're robbing the state. I feel like though. we're robbing a state. Like I agree with you. I think it would be cool. Yeah. But I also, unless we just did the same thing. So okay, here's my alternative to your plan. All right, hold on. Hold on. Nope. Wait. Hold on. Go ahead. Hear me out. Go ahead. Here's my alternative to your plan. We do what you said. You pick one. She picks me? one. I pick one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next week we rotate, and the following week we rotate. So, so we do the these. We do these three states for the next three weeks, but each one of us picks a different state. I mean, that's cool. That's actually cool not, a, not a terrible or idea. Or we can do this, since it seems like you guys are paying attention, and every time we say what state are we going to do next, a new one pops up. Yeah, right. Uh, let me see who wants it more. Ooh. What do you mean by that, Joseph? Meaning, between the three states you just mentioned, let's see who wins by next week. Yeah, we don't record till Sunday night anyhow. All right, so we don't record till Sunday night, so this is what I'll do. Uh, on some of the Facebooks yeah. groups that I'm on, uh, mostly our own. Listen, guys, we need you to get with us here. We need you to join mm-hmm. the No Lights Paranormal Network. Uh, no Lights Paranormal at Facebook.com. No Lights Paranormal Network, which you can also uh, get to which is from a group. the Facebook page. Exactly. That's called plugging. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But here's the point. No so what I'm going to do. No Lights Paranormal at Gmail.com. No Lights Ghosts on polls. Twitter. I could keep going. No. 
Yeah, polls. No, uh, yes. Like, that's what I would like no, to see. No, no, I don't want to do polls. I don't want to do polls. We're about to upload this episode. Let this episode be the catalyst to find out which one of those three states wins come Sunday. Um, Look at me sparking debate. I agree with you. Here's the thing, though, is my great concern is that really, like, chops our time in half on how much time we have to uh, investigate and review these states. We'll figure it out. Brother, have you met us? (laughs) Fuck it. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Pulling it up. All right. Uh, So here's the thing. We are going to go ahead and post this on... We're going to judge it by two things. Uh, we're going to go ahead and judge it by the number of views from those states. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if it is still tied, however, what we are going to do is I will have the same poll in the Facebook groups that I'm in. Yeah. Uh, one is like Haunted Paranormal or something like that. Great group. Um, and the other one is the No Lights Paranormal Network. All right. Yeah. If you're not in it, join it. If you're finding our podcast from one of these other networks, please join ours just mm-hmm. so we can... We can just so we can include you in these polls and things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, because there will be a point where we just cut it off when we just do it through our own. Right. There exactly. are also a lot of those uh, little sites or little little groups on Facebook that um, don't really like it when you know you put advertisements up. Ohio so, paranormal being the worst one, to be honest with you. Yeah. We've got two strikes. Two strikes. They're going to kick us out. Well, because we ac- oh, really? we accidentally posted, hey, the the new we posted the, new the podcast, podcast on a is, Tuesday is is up. But we posted it on a Tuesday, and you can only put advertisements on Wednesday. So, despite the fact oh, that we're I'm not getting at, three, despite the fact that we're not actually advertising, hey, join our group, or just was, trying to like give a, people some stuff, hey, they the count that as an advertisement. Yeah, and, and I was, because you know, we post on Tuesdays, and that's it's, okay. That's okay. You know what? I bet it keeps a whole lot of spam out of their group, and and okay, cool. I'm cool with that. Whatever. I'm sorry. Also, yeah, I get I that. Didn't I didn't realize I'm not on camera now, but this might disapprove me, face. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't actually realize that it was a, a Wednesday only for advertisements thing. So I know now, and I apologize. And see that and, that yeah. gets my rogue status up because now I really want to post it. On Just backstab it. <laughs> backstab it. Get that sneak attack damage. That, I hate it when people tell me I can't do something. Well, it's, to be fair, it's their group. Whatever. I mean, Let them do their thing. I would understand and I would agree with that, except um, since then, the amount of posts per day have gone down. So it's not like it's not like they were getting 20 spam things for different no, like, YouTube really things. what's really unfortunate is they're limiting themselves so very much that their user activity count is going way down. Um, so, you know, they should maybe think about that. So but. guys, No Lates Paranormal Network on Facebook. Maybe we'll just kind of take over as the Ohio group that includes all the other groups. Listen, I'm down for a hostile takeover. I'm cool with it. Let's yeah. go. Mm-hmm. And that's our thing, right? So you can speak freely, and you can advertise whatever the fuck you want on whatever day of the week you fucking want. As Absolutely. long as it's paranormal related. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing for me. Like uh, for me, uh, a lot of this is all about networking. Like I want to work with other paranormal yes. groups. Yeah, I exclude. want to, you know, exclude. Don't exclude. Mm-hmm. I, I want to give everybody. Yeah. You said it way said, wrong, but I feel like we, you said exclude, don't exclude. Yeah, I meant include, don't exclude. <laughs> but we understood, and that's okay. Uh, yeah, we we love the entire community, and without all of us combining our efforts, we wouldn't be learning shit. So uh, yeah, we're all necessary. So to any of you groups out there that could just realize and imagine and agree with the fact that 
90% of this is all hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And don't it's, make me sing the high school musical themes. It's all exactly. theories and hypotheses. We want your input and we hope that you are entertained by ours. And even if we can't spew absolute 100% facts at you, we hope you at least take something from it to add to your own investigations. And, and we want to learn from you too. So, yeah. so, so here you go. Bottom line. This podcast will be uploaded on Tuesday. Um, in most spaces, it will be advertised on Tuesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and what I will say is you have from Tuesday to Wednesday to decide on the podcasting resource that I have itself to show me where all the downloads are from, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. what state wants to win. So you have a whole week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bring it. All right, and I think let's do this, guys. To a close. Socials. Socials are no lights paranormal at gmail.com No lights paranormal on Facebook. No lights paranormal network, which is a group that you can locate on our Facebook. No lights ghosts on X, formerly known as Twitter. You don't have to say Twitter anymore. Whatever. You know. X. What's up, Elon? X. Um, Space motherfucker. <laughs> and then, of course, please share, like, listen, download, whatever else that you can possibly do. You said that, and I got a notification from X. <laughs> See? Mm-hmm. They're listening. Who's copying Twitter? What? We do know that there are. <laughs> So listen, what I will say is we do know that there are certain states that listen to us a lot more than others. Yes. Like, we Ohio is pretty much one of the top states. Yeah. We live in Ohio. Well, here. I know everybody here, and yeah. I want to, you know, I, I get to spread the spread And as the always, we greatly appreciate you guys for doing this. You're making Every it fun for us. Every single one um, of you, oh my gosh. But the point that I was getting at is, I know that there are also probably a lot of repeat listeners in there. So, like, if you guys could give us a like or a follow on wherever you like or listen, follow, yeah. <laughs> um, that way we know you guys are the Hit same that ones button. that are like listening to every episode. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just or helps be like us. like Becky from Supernatural and just exactly. spam us. <laughs> and and uh, this it's just we're having so much fun, guys. We just thank you so very much for listening to us and humoring us. And and I seriously hope that you're being entertained. Above all, we love it. Uh, we have some shirt ideas that we might actually start making some t-shirts. Might actually, I'm making that shirt. It's happening. <laughs> uh, we have a shirt that I actually kind of sketched up <laughs> oh, that I'm making it's that shirt. Absolutely that that even Joe loves, despite the fact that he kind of hates my and, tagline. And since, since I am a fluffy person, I promise I will also make them in extended sizes, so don't worry about that. And here's the thing. So here's what I was getting at. I'm not at. fluffy, so I wasn't. But that's okay, I am. Here's what I was getting at. We are very, very near our 500 download mark. Which is so cool. So once we hit the 500 download mark, uh, I think what I will do is I will make a Facebook post <gasps> on our Give on our No Lights Paranormal Network only. Struggle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I will do is I will take a randomizer... All right, and the randomizer is uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a post, and everybody that responds to it, I will put in a drawing for the T-shirt itself. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I will go ahead and upload a picture of the T-shirt design that we've gone ahead and whipped up that mm-hmm. we're getting ready to print out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So 
what I'll do is everybody that responds to that post, once we've hit 500 downloads, everybody that responds to that post on the No Lights Paranormal Network group, mm-hmm. I will make a random drawing out of however many people respond to that post, and I will send them a free t-shirt. Well, of course, we'll contact you for your address information. First, yes, we will DM you for your... Yeah. I'll have to make mine special because I want mine to be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, we love you. Uh, we will definitely see who wins. Again, we are between Michigan, Mississippi, and North Dakota. So you three, Let me see it, guys, I want to see. It. I want to see a, a celebrity death match here. Yes, that's what I want to see. Three-way brawl. Yep. Have it out. Let's do it. Who's getting kicked out of the ring first? All right. All right. So look for that quote. <laughs> so either just download the podcast, and if nobody's winning, look for that post and reply to that poll. And uh, the winner's the winner, and that's who we're going with. Yep. The winner will be chosen on Friday. So you have between Tuesday and Friday to. Well, you should say the date on that that Friday too, because it gets a little weird with our podcast being Time okay. Week ahead. So between Tuesday the twelfth and Friday the fifteenth, there you go. You have to make your state win. Yay! And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what else I'll do is when I uh, post our podcast has been uploaded to these different groups, I will make sure to mention the th- three states that are in the running. So we'll. Got you. I see it. We'll yeah, see yeah. a hard blast yeah. of the races yeah. and see what's going yeah, on here. Yeah, yeah, because you all guys seriously responded to that competition. We weren't even trying to make it a competition, it, and it, it just went. I feel like every time that we say that it's close, though, like <laughs> somebody, those states are just like f yep. you, and it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody shoots celebrity way up death there. match. I think we've slipped into the college football rivalry stuff. You know here, what? So. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> Michigan, Mississippi, North Dakota. Show us who's next, and remember, don't fuck. With the Baba Yaga. We love you.